This is B-Side. I'm Tamara Keith, and I just rung the doorbell at my neighbor's house. Hi. Is your parent home or somebody? Hello. Hello. My name is Tamara. I live across the street. Hi. Um, and I do a little radio show. And I thought, oh, I'll tape my radio show by meeting my neighbors. <laughs> okay. Right now, I'm on my way to work, and there's not, you know, I don't have any time right now. So. Okay. All right. All right. Well, what is your name? I'm David. David. I'm Tamara. Hi, Tamara. It's nice meeting nice you. Nice to meet you. Ah, uh, rejection. Okay. Moving on. I've got to say, I'm not entirely surprised that David didn't want to talk to me. He, he's the one who lives next to the bus stop and doesn't respond when I say hello. Um, <laughs> oh, well. Um, so our last story was about a neighborhood where there are no fences between the houses. And that, that's created an interesting dynamic. Here in this neighborhood, the fences are low and, and chain link, so you can really see into your neighbor's yard. Uh, but in Sacramento, California... The fences are tall and made of wood. And our next story is about a pair of neighbors, their fence, and what happened when it fell down. My name is Mackenzie Yamamura, and this is my fence. My name is uh, Scott Bray, and uh, we're in my backyard, and this is my fence. The fence between their yards is sturdy. It's made of redwood or some other wood. It's not going anywhere. You don't hear any creaking, shaking. It's a totally solid fence. But it wasn't always that way. Their last fence was old and weak. And then on New Year's Day a few years back, a powerful storm swept in. Water got uh, into the ground. It got saturated, and the fence posts were rotten out. And and I hear this just loud, booming sound. I looked out here one day, and it fell down. That was it. It was over. The neighbors didn't fix it right away. It was down for months. Pretty much a clear path between our yards, just wide open. It was probably you could kind of see, you know, his little patio. Like Fifteen or twenty feet, twenty foot section of fence that was just down, and so it's pretty tacky, pretty, pretty trashy looking. It didn't bother me that much because I wasn't having people over that much. But um, I remember we had a Mother's Day uh, brunch here, and we didn't have a fence. <laughs> or anything. So, you know, of course I tried to let Scott know, you know, we're going to have people, our mothers out on the patio. And I think we even rolled out our ping pong table to kind of like create some sort of little barrier. (laughs) So, you know, to create some privacy a little bit. Honestly, when they would be doing something out here, I would try to stay in my house (laughs) to give them their privacy. It's embarrassing. I mean, that they're over there, you know, having a barbecue and I'm out here, you know, cleaning up dog poop. It's not very appetizing, I guess. Yeah, it it was awkward, but it wasn't all bad. They had sort of this backyard bond. They were sharing a private space. It was somehow more intimate than talking to a neighbor in the front yard. The fence being gone, you know, forced us to kind of be involved in in some way uh, with each other's lives. I mean, you can't, it's not like you can go out in your yards and you're like just a few feet from each other and you can't acknowledge each other. I guess you could, but I wouldn't recommend it. Scott would be out mowing the lawn. We're like, hey, neighbor, how's it going? And Scott would have his shirt off. He'd be like doing his yard work. And we'd just chat and share a beer, you know, once in a while. And it just felt like we kind of 
kind of knew what was going on in his in his life, but without feeling like we were really invading each other's privacy. Seven months and several shared beers later, the neighbors finally got around to rebuilding their fence. And then, almost immediately, that friendly dynamic changed. They went back to being just neighbors. I don't know if you noticed, my, drive, my garage is back here behind my house, and my driveway is primarily behind my house, so I can get in and out of my home. I use the back door almost exclusively, so you know, if I time it right, I don't have to talk to anybody. I just can't tell when he's home, really, because I don't see his car, and his hours maybe are a little different than ours. It's, it's weird, because the fence is a weird thing, because I'm always, I know when they're back there, and I know they know when I'm back here. It's not like when you can see movement through the cracks, you know, and you can hear things. I, I don't just like peer over and chat with him. It would just feel kind of funny to start a conversation between the fence. So even though sometimes I know he's there, I just don't talk to him as much. And it's very rare to kind of run into him just casually. And it turns out Scott actually prefers to keep to himself. Are you glad to have the fence back? Yeah, yeah. I would, I might have put the, uh, Try to squeeze the planks closer together because there's big gaps between them. But it's okay. It's fine. That's all for this edition. Coming up next, um, I'm going to try knocking on some more doors, including the neighbors just to the right of me. So you'd think I would know them by now, but I haven't even really seen them. So to see photos from this show and others and to learn more about our crew, to subscribe to our podcast, please visit bsideradio.org. That's the letter B, S-I-D-E, radio.org.